I think uh, we're in for a treat this morning. Uh, Pastor Robert Stovall has been part of Vineyard Community Church, Vineyard Hope Vineyard Church, sorry, uh, in St. Louis for the last over 30 years. He's the senior pastor, which means that he is now our beloved Trina's pastor. Um, and don't hold that against him. He's actually a, a good guy, okay? Um, and, and actually, Trina's husband is preaching in Robert's stead this morning up there. So that's kind of a, a cool thing, too. Um, I first met Robert a few years ago at the St. Louis Pastoral Fellowship. Uh, you would remember that because of Bishop Phil Brownlee being here, I don't know what, last summer, and then he was a, the guy that kind of coordinated the, uh, the whole St. Louis mission trip. Um, that organization was founded, co-founded by Phil Brownlee, and now Robert is part of the leadership of that organization. So we are uh, blessed to have him here with us, and he's got a whole entourage of people with him this morning. He'll, uh, he may introduce them or not, but uh, uh, let's welcome Pastor Robert Stovall. Well, good morning, everyone. Yes, it is wonderful to be here with you. I hope I don't mess someone's notes up here. Um, I know how Tom likes his notes, so um, the, these aren't yours, so you're all right. Okay, good, good. I'm just going to set them down there because they will mess me up, but uh, anyway. Yeah, we are so happy to be here. I, uh, Tom was right that, um, yeah, we, I have an entourage because I don't like to go anywhere without uh, people who are coming who are helping to minister because really what I feel like the gift that Hope Vineyard Church really has for uh, the church, any, any place we have, is actually our people uh, who, are, who are desiring to come out and minister and pray and prophesy and those types of things. I kind of just uh, am really the introduction to them. They are the ones who are actually, uh, God just moves in them, and I so appreciate having them with us. And we're going to do uh, some of that, uh, some uh, ministry today, and uh, hopefully uh, some prophetic ministry and different things we'll be doing. But I, uh, yeah, Tom, I, I, <laughs> I appreciate the introduction. I, I'm glad he did mention Trina because that's what I feel like my main claim to fame here is, is that I'm the pastor who stole Trina from you guys. That's, that's really what I feel like is my, my claim to fame. And so, uh, and Andy and Trina would love to have been here today. Uh, it just happened that uh, the way it worked out, Andy's one of our main uh, speakers at our church. Uh, he's a fabulous guy. He's one of my best friends. Uh, he's a great guy, and uh, he would, they would have loved to have been here, but he's up ministering uh, there at our church and stuff. So one of the things that um, Tom and I connected over, as he mentioned, was a pastoral fellowship and, uh, and really a heart, a similar heart that we have for unity of the body of Christ, uh, not just, you know, uh, unity of a single uh, entity, a single church. Uh, that's an important thing, you know, unity there, but unity of the body of Christ, of, of the, the entire body of Christ coming together and being uh, one with one another and how that works. And it's an amazing thing what happens at the pastoral fellowship. I, I started, I don't know, five or six years ago, started attending it, and I was terrified when I, when I started attending it. Um, and I'm, I was just like, I'm coming into the city, you know, that's a little freaky. You guys recognize that. Some of you guys who went to the, went out on the mission trip, right? You're like that. Yeah, it's a little freaky going out, you know, and stuff. That was, a, that was part of it. 
And, and, you know, I was like, what do I have to give into this? And, and uh, I very clearly heard the Lord say, um, I just want you to be a friend. I just want you to be a friend. And it's interesting how being a friend just kind of opens doors and, and that type of thing. And I have some great friends at the Pastoral Fellowship. Tom's one of those. And, and our heart for unity is something that, that really draws us together. I, I, uh, as we, were, as we, we rode up here together, uh, some of uh, the, the team and I, and uh, one of them was just talking about how they, they feel like in the spirit that, that there's kind of a, a, a connection, that there's a similarity between uh, Christian Outreach Center and Hope Vineyard Church, that there's a similarity to it. And I noticed that right away as we, as we were part, uh, as we were just entering into worship and becoming a bit, because I noticed that you guys have a similar, similar thing happen. And that, that thing is, is that about half the congregations here at the beginning of worship and about midway through, you get the rest of the congregation, right? That's kind of the way it, way it works at our place too. We, you know, you, I, I, uh, I start off uh, worshiping and you got your eyes closed and you're just worshiping and everything. You know, about three or four songs in, you open your eyes like, where did you guys come in? Anyway, that's just a joke. Anyway, but there's a lot, a lot of stuff that's there. Let me introduce uh, the team here. Well, uh, so besides Trina, uh, we do have, I actually do have some other connections to Christian Outreach Center. Um, some of you guys, maybe if you've been here for a long time, uh, remember Dan Rack uh, and Dick Packingham. Both of those guys are good friends of mine. They're vineyard pastors in uh, the Chicago area. Uh, and Tim and Dina, Dina Stromstead are actually friends uh, of mine also. Now, I got connected with them from uh, another friend of mine, which I'll, I'll mention here as I introduce the team here. So uh, back here, this lovely uh, redhead is my wife, Kim, uh, and so she's here just to bless us. And uh, then next to her is Angela. Uh, Angela is uh, one, part of everybody uh, coming is on our ministry team and uh, have some level of prophetic gifting and, and stuff. So Angela uh, is here doing that. And Tina uh, is here. She's also here to to bless us, Jesse, and so Jesse is uh, is all those things. But her husband, Paul, uh, Paul Berenson, uh was friends. He went to college with Tim Stromstead, and Paul actually came out. Tim actually is the reason why Jesse and Paul got together. So just to say, it's the reason why Paul came to to the Hillsboro area. Uh, and everything, and, and so great friends, Jesse there, and then Rick, Rick is our, uh, he oversees our intercessors at the church, and uh, a blessing, and so we've been praying for you guys, we uh, really is longing to, to see God come and, and touch you, matter of fact, not just us, but this morning at our church, we prayed for you guys, we, every, every Sunday morning uh, during our offering prayer, we pray for a different church throughout the St. Louis area, and uh, my my uh, secretary is very good at like keeping on top and like organizing. She said, "Oh well, you're going to be speaking there. Well, let's just pray for them during that time." And so that they did that this morning, and uh, we we are so blessed to be here and um, and really feel like there's a word for the Lord for you guys that we want to uh, we want to share with you. Now, um, I I will say uh, Tom is is. Uh, Tom and I went, I, I think of Tom and I, um, I think of Tom, like the difference between Tom and I, I hope you, yeah, yeah, right, no, good, good, okay, good, he's, he's okay with joking around, so uh, I think it's, uh, Tom is crisp, 
right? I mean, Tom is like, he's, 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 got, he's got it clear, he's crisp. I think of myself more as fuzzy, okay? So that's kind of just to let you guys know. I'm a little fuzzy. I was going to say round, but I didn't want to, you know, anyway, but Tom's crisp, I'm, I'm fuzzy. And, and, um, and so Tom gave me like the, the four things that the elders and leaders, you know, you guys are uh, focusing in on, on uh, 2020, uh, the bold, persistent prayer, stepping out with expect- expectation and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, walking in unity, living in righteousness. I thought those were fantastic. Matter of fact, I, I thought we could actually steal those for our church. You know, these could be the things that we would want to see happen at our church. And as we were praying for you guys, um, Jesse in particular, she had a word, and we'll, we'll give that word later in the, in the time that we have. But she, she felt like that God wanted to stir things up, that he wanted to stir things up here, uh, and some different things with that. And as, uh, as we were just kind of praying again, thinking, this is, this is the word that I really felt like the Lord was saying uh, to you, that he wants you to increase your kingdom expectations, that he wants to increase, he wants you to increase your kingdom expectations, raise your kingdom expectations, uh, that that's his desire for you. I, I listened to Tom's uh, teaching a, a few weeks ago where he kind of walked through these four things that he's called you to, uh, that, you know, the leadership leading you into. And, and he had a word, it's like, you know, they were using the word revival, but he, he said, I felt like the better word for that was awakening. And I do think that that's the thing that he's trying to, that God is saying, in raising your expectation, he's wanting to awaken you again. Awaken you again to the to to what he wants to do in your midst, and so this whole picture, the kingdom, the kingdom. I don't know if, uh, how much you guys uh, talk about the kingdom. We talk about it a lot at our church. Um, the kingdom of God is what it was Jesus's main message and his main ministry. Uh, the thing that he talked about the most was the kingdom of God. Uh, everything kind of wove into that. Whenever he would talk about. Um, you know, whenever he would talk about marriage, he would talk about it in a kingdom context. Whenever he would talk about finance, it was in a kingdom. Whenever he would talk about healing, it would be in a kingdom context. As a matter of fact, the, the, the very first thing that Jesus did, the very first statement that he gave publicly, was uh, we see in Mark 1, 14 and 15, he, he said this, after John was put in prison, G- Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. And see, this is what he was saying, is that here's what the good news really is. Here's the gospel. Here's the good news, okay? This is what the good news is. The kingdom of God has come near. That's the good news. That's the thing. And so he was talking about that, and that was his main message throughout. Matter of fact, it wasn't just his main message. It was the message that he gave his disciples and those beyond his disciples. In, in Matthew chapter 10, when he sent out the disciples and he sent them out to do what he did as disciples, he's like, you, you know, I'm going to, I want you to follow me. This is how you follow me. You do what I did, what, what I do. And as he sent them out, he says, do this, proclaim the kingdom of God, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. This is what he, this is his picture of that. And then in Luke's, Luke 10, he sends out the 72 and he says the exact same thing. Proclaim the kingdom of God, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. 
And here's the deal. The kingdom of God, the whole picture, because it's, you know, we don't use the word kingdom anymore unless we're talking about the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, you know, or whatever. We don't use the word kingdom anymore. And so what does that really mean? What does the kingdom of God mean? Well, kingdom, what it really meant was the active rule and reign of God, the active authority of God, God moving in power, God coming and doing things, that that was what the kingdom of God is. The kingdom is where his will gets done. You guys remember the, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but you remember the Lord's Prayer, right? Where it says, your kingdom come your will be done. That's a Hebrew parallelism, and it's saying the same thing. When your kingdom come, your will gets done. That's what it's saying in that. That's what we're praying when we pray that. And so what happens when Jesus is saying, hey, this is the good news. This is the good news. The good news is the kingdom of God is at hand. It's right there within grasp. It's within your grasp. This is the picture of what he's saying, what Jesus was, was saying when he talked about the good news was the kingdom of God has come near. And, and I, I don't know about you, but I love kingdom activity. I love it when the Holy Spirit shows up, right? Don't you love it when the Holy Spirit shows up and you see the power of God come, healing happen, and maybe someone being delivered or someone turning their life over to, to the Lord. I mean, that's a great thing. Or, you know, the presence of God, it, 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 the power of God, the presence of God is all about the kingdom of God. When that comes, it is the thing that causes transformation to happen in our life. It is the thing that causes you and I to live out the character of Jesus Christ is because he has done some fantastic work inside of us to begin to transform us. Well, that's the kingdom of God coming. That's the Holy Spirit coming upon us. That's the presence of Jesus coming. All of those things are the same thing. And I love seeing that happen. You love seeing healing. You love, I mean, you guys have experienced healing before, right? In your midst, you've seen that. I mean, it's just amazing to see it happen when someone, we had uh, a few years ago, we had Hey, uh, this guy we're going to show in just a minute, but we had him come and do uh, a, uh, a conference on just really taking it to the streets, but he did his conference, and in it, he prayed for some people who had legs that were shorter than one another, and they grew out. It was an amazing thing, right? Well, that was amazing in and of itself, but what happened was is there was like these four... Uh, four uh, 20-something ladies in our church, and they were like, well, I wonder if it would work for me. And there was one of the ladies that, that did. She had one leg shorter than the other. And, they, and they, what was great was they, they kind of got off in the corner of one of, the, uh, of our sanctuary. And they got off there and they were going to pray for one during our ministry time of one of the conferences. And they're going to pray for them. And they're like, okay, well, let's just see. Let's just see if this, this works. And they did. They prayed. And one person said, you know, Lord, we just ask you to grow the leg. And the leg grew out. It's amazing when the Holy Spirit comes, when the kingdom of God comes, right? I love it when people, when you prophesy, prophesy over someone and you speak to them and you, you know the very words that you're saying are things that God is speaking directly to your heart, to that person's heart. I mean, I love seeing that. I love receiving it too, right? I mean, we love to receive it. But don't, don't you love it just watching that person, their countenance changes because God has spoke to them, Right? The kingdom of God. We love kingdom activity. Kingdom activity is, a, is an amazing thing that, that we love to see happen. And, and I want to I show some videos. But by the way, I, I want to say, if I was to steal anybody from you, you're in your church, it would be Andrew. 
just to let you know, this guy, he's amazing. I love, I love, no, we can't, we can't take Andrew. Okay. But Andrew's going to show you some videos here real quick. Um, go ahead, Andrew. This is Sabrina and she's checking us into uh, our hotel here in Atlanta. And so um, we just asked if she needed any prayer for anything. She said she needed some prayer. So we, uh, she just put her hand and in, in, in on her stomach and she began to feel this, what, heat, warmth, a warmth yeah. come over. It was amazing. And then just all the, the pain left. Yeah, it was, it was quite strange, you know, something unexplainable, you know. Yeah. And I told you that this was Jesus. Yeah. And, and then you said you wanted to open your heart to Jesus. And so Sabrina just gave her life to Jesus. And this is what we are called to do, is just to put Jesus on display wherever we go. Yeah. What do you think about that, Sabrina? I think that's amazing. Everyone should know. Yeah. Everyone should know. And know how much they are loved by the Lord God. And just know that they're loved in general. Yeah. Come and that on. they're not alone. Yeah. Thank you, Sabrina, for sharing your testimony. Absolutely, of course. Yeah. This is Cecilia, and I met her here at the airport in Phoenix, Arizona, and she uh, is on crutches. Mm -hmm. She's a PE teacher, right? I am. And where's it? Nevergreen, Evergreen, Colorado. Colorado. And so she was playing football with her students, stepped in a gopher hole, ended up breaking her, her leg, and then a rib. And a rib. And so I asked Cecilia if she was in pain. She said, yeah. yeah, she was in pain mainly in her in your rib, mainly right? Mainly in my rib. Yeah, and so I just asked if I could pray for her, and Cecilia was like, sure. So I started praying for her and asked her what she felt. What did you feel, Cecilia, when I was praying for you? Uh, I immediately, I felt extreme warmth on my shoulder. And yeah. then it just started spreading across my body. It's amazing. Yeah. And the pain is, the pain in my rib is gone. Completely it's, gone. Really, this is no hope. It's <laughs> gone. It's gone. That's awesome. It's gone. And so how... On a scale from zero to ten, what would you have given your pain before I prayed for you? About a six. About it was, a six. It was hurting, and I've been traveling all day. You've been traveling, and so she's been on crutches, and so that's like uh -huh. digging right into her ribs, and all the pain is gone. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was. Thank yeah, that's the love of Jesus. Absolutely. <laughs> really? Hey, thank you for sharing your your, your story with others because others, uh, you know, listen. God loves you, and he, he wants to bring healing to you. And I'm going to Oklahoma yeah. City. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much, Cecilia. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, I'm here at BJ's, uh, and I'm with my friend here, uh, Hero. And Hero had a problem with his Achilles heel. You injured that when? Uh, February 12th. And what happened? How'd you injure it? I injured it uh, walking in a grocery store, and all of a sudden I had this pain in my leg, and it felt like a cramp or like a pulled muscle. And the next day I noticed I had this bruising on my heel, and that's when I went to the doctor and found out. So. And so you've had been having this problem for how long? Since February? I had, I had surgery. I had surgery, had on, surgery on, but, on but, it, but it's been a tightness, and you've been yeah. able to move it very well. Yeah. And so anyway, I prayed for, three for four months, yeah. three, four months. I prayed for Hero, and what did you feel when I prayed for you? I felt like a tingling and a little bit, I mean, a little bit of warmth. Yeah, a little, yeah. yeah. And then what happened after that? Yeah, the pain, the tingling went away. It's completely gone. You're completely yeah, healed. Completely gone, yeah. And then I asked him, I said, if Jesus... I have 100% flexibility on my foot as well. 100% flexibility. Yeah, yeah. And then, then I asked you, if I told him that it was Jesus. I said, if Jesus was knocking the door of his heart, would he answer that? What did you say? I said, yes, I would. And so he prayed and received Jesus in his heart because Jesus is still healing people. He loves people. He loves hero. Healed hero. 
And so our job is to put Jesus on display with love and power. Thank you so much, Hero, man. Bless you, my friend. Amen. Have a good week, guys. Amen, guys. Thank you, guys. Right on. That's my friend Brian. He's a pastor, a pastor at a vineyard in Oklahoma City, and um, and he just he just throws these up on his his. Uh, uh, you can look him up, Brian Blount. He just throws them up on his uh, Facebook account. These little vignettes that he, he little you know one two minute videos of God coming because over and over and over again God just shows up as He just is praying for people and and this is the way you know this kingdom activity is one of these amazing things that we just love to see and God moving and that, that God can do it with all of us. This is what Jesus did. He kind of released. This whole Holy Spirit activity to all of us, and it's an amazing thing. So what I thought we'd do is kind of uh, try it out a little bit, okay? So what I want to do, we do this uh, periodically about every, uh, I don't know, three, uh, well, what, about every month or two at our church, um, and it was, we call it 30-second prayer. Uh, and so what I'm going to do in just a few minutes, uh, just a few moments, I'm going to ask Whoever has pain in your body right now, now we want to make sure it's that you have pain right now in your body. Whoever has pain in your body, we're going to have you stand up in just a few moments. And then everybody else is going to get around those people, okay? And we're going to pray for them. But we're only going to pray 30 seconds, right? So you have a very limited time with that. You only, so you're going to pray in a very, you know, very succinct way. And so when you gather around them, you're going to ask these three questions. You're going to ask, what is their name? Or you're going to ask two questions. What is their name? And where does it hurt? And then you're going to pray in a very specific way. Again, you only have 30 seconds. So I'm going to give you 30 seconds, all right? And, and all you're going to do then is you're going to pray. You're going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you heal whatever their name is of whatever they're, they're hurting from, okay? That's all we're going to say. You pray. And then once you've prayed... Uh, then I'll, and I'll give you the timer, 30 seconds. Then you'll ask them, okay, where does it hurt? Or where's, where's the pain level at right now? And so the, this next one, Andrew, if you want to put up the next one. Uh, uh, and there's really only three answers to that question. You know, how do they feel? How does the pain feel? One is, is that it's completely healed. And if it's completely gone, the pain's completely gone, then it's like, you know, give a hallelujah and have a seat, okay? Uh, but they, they aren't healed, nothing has changed, uh, or they have had some measure of healing. And so one of the things that's helpful to do this is kind of get in your mind, what pain level, uh, if you're standing up to get, get prayer, what pain level are you at? What pain level is it at? Is it a, at a six or a seven or whatever? And so then when you ask this question, it's like, okay, well, it's, it's, you know, it's maybe a three now or whatever it, it may be, okay? And then, uh, and then at the end of it, so we'll do that. And then if they haven't, if it's two or three, they haven't been healed at all, or they found some measure of healing, but there's still some pain there, then we're going to do it another 30 seconds because I'm a really nice guy. I'm going to give you a, a second chance, okay? And then we're going to pray and just ask God to come and bring healing, all right? And then we'll do the same thing, ask him, uh, how do you feel, and that type of thing. And then at the end of it, we'll, we'll all sit down, and then those who, uh, we'll, we'll, those who have been prayed for, those who have actually experienced healing, we'll, ha we'll just ask them a couple questions about what they got healed from, okay? Sound good? Is that okay? You guys good with this? Tom said I could have, do anything I wanted today, so uh, this, is, this is what we're doing. All right, so if you are here and you have pain in your body right now, if you have pain in your body right now, could you stand up, okay? If you have pain in your body right now, okay? Now, if you're out there in the lobby, you guys need to come in here so we can see you. So if you have pain in your body right now, come on, come on in and, 
All right. Now, the rest of you, go ahead and get around them. You're going to ask them the name. Most of you guys already know their name. And then, where does it hurt? And then you're going to pray for them, and you have 30 seconds to do this, okay? Everybody else, go get around them. Go for it. This is an all play. You know, we all get to play here. So uh, everybody go around and pray for them. I'm going to, I'm going to start the counter. Um, you got 30 seconds, okay? <clears throat> All right, go ahead and stop. Ask them how they're doing, where that pain level is. Uh, And if they still have pain, go ahead and take another 30 seconds, okay? Go ahead and ask them how they're doing, how they're feeling, and go ahead and have a seat, okay? (laughs) Right. So we do this, um, like I said, about every month or two at our church, and um, a couple things that we have happen is that we've never seen everyone healed. Uh, but we've also never seen like no one healed in some way. And sometimes we've seen just some miraculous things that God has done. All right. So if, uh, if, you, if you were one of them being prayed for and you experienced some measure of healing, okay, whether it's the healing, uh, the pain went all the way or it, it dropped some, could you stand up, please? If you experience some measure of healing. Okay. And so all I want to do is just you, uh, you give me the number that it was at and the number that it, it is at right now. Okay. Is that good? Five to six to three. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Great. Zero. Praise God. Yeah. Right on. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Any more? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Any, any others here? Zero. Right on. Praise God. 
Five to three? Yeah, awesome, right? Oh, yes, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, yeah. Did you get any, when they prayed for you, would the pain go down at all? Okay, okay, yeah. Any more? We, we have, oh, yeah. Six to a two? All right. Fantastic. I mean, these are the things, right? This is what we're excited about. This is what seeing that kingdom activity happen, God moving. These are the things that we love about uh, the Holy Spirit coming, uh, that the kingdom of God comes. And, and what I tell people when we, when we do this um, is, you know, some people will say, well, hey, it wasn't completely healed. It wasn't, you know, but the, if you have the pain, <laughs> you're, 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 you're very happy to have any relief, right? Right? Any relief at all. And then it's just amazing to see God do these things where, where it's just completely gone. It's just a great thing. This is kingdom activity. And, and what, what we see in the, what we see in the New Testament, particularly in the Gospels, but in the New Testament and in itself, is that kingdom activity happens. There's kind of this correlation to it that it follows the kingdom proclamation this is what it says about jesus in matthew 4 uh, as it's kind of giving a summary statement of jesus's ministry up to that point it says this jesus went throughout galilee teaching in their synagogues proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people you see that? He said, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. There was this proclamation that came and then the kingdom activity that happened. So kingdom announcement, kingdom declaration, and then kingdom activity happening. News about him spread all over Syria and people brought to him all who were ill and various diseases, those suffering in severe pain, the demon possessed, those having seizures and paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, uh, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. And so what we see is that kingdom activity has a tendency, it follows kingdom announcement, that there's this proclamation of the proclaim the good news, that the kingdom of God is here. This is, this is the idea that that there's a there's a actually a faith statement that's that's being done here is that there's this kingdom problem the kingdom of God is near see this was part of what I mean you guys I didn't really have to set it up too much with you guys because you guys have this kind of expectation anyway but when I just said you know we're going to pray for people you know when we gave the the videos there's this kingdom proclamation and it began to to just induced faith so that the activity of the Holy Spirit is is coming there. There's, they, they go hand in hand. This is what you see happening in, in Jesus again doing this. Not only him doing it, it's described in Matthew 4 and Matthew 9 is, is uh, describing Jesus doing the same thing, but he talks to the the he gives the instructions to the disciples in Matthew 10 and Matthew and, and Luke 10 and does the exact same thing go and proclaim the kingdom and then heal the sick raise the dead cast out demons they go hand in hand it's a proclamation it is the it's the declaration that the kingdom of god has come near it's within our grasp and it's in that point that we see it happen we and there's a variety of different ways this happened matter of fact last Last Sunday, we were having lunch with Andy and Trina. Uh, my wife and I and a few other people were having lunch with Andy and Trina in a restaurant. And um, 
Andy, as we were, as we were uh, taking orders, the, the waitress finished uh, taking our order, and Andy said, hey, listen, in just a few minutes, we're going to pray for our meal. Is there anything that we can pray for you about? See, what he did right there was he declared the kingdom. In just a few minutes, we're going to pr- pray for our meal. Is there anything? And he invited her, and she, she actually uh, asked us to pray for her sister, who was in, uh, in dire straits and stuff. And it was just a, a beautiful thing. We prayed for her at the meal and stuff. And at the end of the meal, the waitress came up to us and she was saying, you know, thank you so much. I just warmed my heart. There was, a, there was a breakthrough in the kingdom. There was something that happened. And who knows what, you know, where God will take it from there. But that's a declaration. These are the types of things. With Brian in those in the, in the videos, he's declaring, saying, hey, is there something, something that you want uh, prayer for? Is there some pain that you're having? If, words of knowledge. I don't know if you guys uh, have heard or been taught about words of knowledge. Like you get experienced words of knowledge for healing. Those are declarations of the Lord to some degree of this is something I want to do right now. And so that's a declaration, and it's, it's out of those things that the kingdom activity happens. And we see this happening over again. But, you know, we can't just presumptuously declare the kingdom. It's not just saying, hey, the kingdom of God is near. And that's, you know, Jesus didn't just come onto the scene and that's what he did. He had some preparation, you know, 30 years of it, if we want to look at it that way. But he has some preparation that happened. What, what you see happening, what the kingdom proclamation, kingdom announcement, actually follows kingdom prayer. Jesus' prayer life was, was amazing. He, was, he would go off and he would pray all night with the Father, right? He, he, would, he would go out early in the morning and he would pray with the Father. And so kingdom prayer is always something that happens before kingdom announcement. It's, a, it's something that, that actually fuels the, the possibility of kingdom announcement. And we see this. You know, this was one of the things that Jesus talked about with his disciples when, you know, they, when Jesus was coming down off the mountain and uh, from a mountain of transfiguration and the demon possessed boy was there and the disciples couldn't cast him out. And Jesus came and he cast the demon out and that type of thing. And then later on, the disciples were saying, well, what, 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 how, why not? And he said, well, this only comes out through prayer and fasting, right? That there's a, there's a connection between prayer and engaging with God and the kingdom announcement, a declaration, a pronouncement of the kingdom coming, and then a kingdom activity that's happening. That those, those things, they go hand in hand. And we see this in, in the prayer that Jesus gave us, right? The Lord's Prayer. You remember the first part of the Lord's Prayer? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That is the preamble to the prayer. It is, it is the setup for actually the rest of the prayer. The rest of the prayer is kind of specifics to the king. It's, it, you're, you're just simply praying the kingdom of the rest of the time. Lord, give us, this, give us our kingdom provision. Lord, give us, our, give us today our daily bread. We're getting, praying kingdom forgiveness. God, would you forgive us as we forgive others? You know, I need your power in my life to actually forgive somebody, and I ask that you forgive me. And so you see that happening. So this setup here that you see is that our Father in heaven, this is the foundation of the kingdom of God coming. This is the foundation of our prayers, is our identity as God as Father, that we are his children. And see, when we come and 
in kingdom prayer, it is the very first thing that we do is we remind ourselves, God doesn't need to remind this, we remind ourselves that I'm his child and that he loves us. He loves me tremendously. And we come into focus. That is the foundation of kingdom prayer. That's the foundation of kingdom pronouncement. That's the foundation of kingdom activity is that he's a father who loves to give good gifts to his children. Matter of fact, Jesus, I believe, one of, the, one of the main things that Jesus came to do, other than obviously salvation, cross, but one of the things that he came to do was to give us a different picture of the Father than what was seen at that time. You remember in Luke chapter 11, so Luke chapter 11 is the corollary is where, where uh, the Lord's Prayer is, is talked about, and later on he, he says this in the Lord's Prayer. He says, which of you fathers... If your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will you, you will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask them? The Father desires to give. And so the foundation for our kingdom prayer, the foundation for our prayer, is our relationship with the Father. That He is a good Father. That He loves us. And that we're His children and He loves to give good gifts to His children. That's the foundation. But the goal, the goal of our prayers, the goal of our life, is hallowed be thy name. Is to give glory to the Father. It's to give glory to him, that he would be praised, that he would be held in high honor. That's the whole point of our lives, is that God would be glorified, that he would be lifted up, that he would be held in high honor, that God, that the, the world would love him and respect him, that, that they, would, they would know all the glory of who he is. Hallowed be thy name. That's the goal of our prayers. That's the goal of our lives. That's when we pray, when we make kingdom announcements and saying, declaring, hey, the kingdom of God is near, when we pray and ask the Holy Spirit to come and bring healing in people's lives, deliverance, transformation of their character, when we do all those things, it is for the purpose that God would get the glory, that he would be lifted up, his hallowed be thy name. And then the whole request, the object of the request is that your kingdom would come. Your kingdom come, your will be done. So Father is the foundation, it's the foundation for a prayer. The, his glory is the, is the goal of our prayer, it's the goal of our life. And the object, the, the request that we are making in every aspect of our life, the things that we request is simply, Lord, would you bring your kingdom? Would your will be done in our life? This is what it is when we're praying for healing. This is what it is when we're praying for that friend of ours or family member who doesn't know Jesus. We're praying, Lord, would your kingdom come in their life? Would they bow the knee to you as Lord and Savior? This is, what, this is the prayer that we're doing. The same thing, kingdom of God. Lord, would you bring your rule and reign in my life so that this area of my life that I need, to, I need transformation in, I need my character be changed in, Lord, would you come and have authority in that life? This is what we do when this this is what our prayers are like, is that we bring these kingdom prayers. This is our foundation. And this is something that, that God's been doing in our church uh, lately. We've, we've uh, ramped up prayer a lot in our church. And part of the reason was because uh, a little over a year ago, I, I went to a conference on disciple-making movements and was introduced to, um, introduced to a number of things, but introduced to this book called Miraculous Movements. 
And in it, it tells story after story after story after story of how around the world, hundreds of thousands of people are coming to Christ through these disciple-making movements in short periods of time. I mean, one story, this is a story that I, in connection with a, a coach that I have on disciple-making movements, one story that was told that uh, in six years' time, so this, this, um, there is a team of three people, so two missionaries and a, an indigenous person in that, in that town, three people, a team of three people, they implemented the, this training, the disciple-making movement and those types of things, and they've now, within six years, seen 30,000 churches planted and 200,000 people baptized. It is an amazing, amazing thing to see this happen. I mean, it's just crazy. And in this uh, miraculous movement, it talks about this. Now, the interesting thing about it is the people who are involved in it, the people who are actually doing this disciple-making movements, the people who are seeing people come to Christ hand over fist, if you will, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, churches being planted, those people would more likely describe themselves as actually a prayer movement than a disciple-making movement. That the prayer is always preceding God moving in these disciple-making movements. Prayer is, is one of those things, like the average person in these churches, okay, the average person in these churches just the one who sits in the, you know, these churches. Now, these are small kind of house churches, but the average person in this church prays two to three hours a day just asking God to come. Now, that, that's overwhelming. So I'm a pastor. I get paid to do this, and that's overwhelming to me to think about that. But it's a kingdom prayer that when we are asking God to come and move powerfully upon us, these are the foundation. Prayer has been, is, is, is something God's moving. So like one of the things, how we've responded to some degree, we have a, a ways to go. But one of the ways that we've responded at our church is that uh, every weekday morning from 6 to 6.30, we, we get on, uh, uh, about five or six of us will get on uh, what's, what's called Zoom. It's a digital video platform, but nobody puts their video on, on that early in the morning. Um, we all just click them off, right? No, no. Uh-uh. And we'll pray for a half an hour. So Monday through Friday, five or six of us are just praying. We're praying for a church, praying for God to move, praying for a missionary, all those different things. So that's happened. Once a month, we have what's called a half night of prayer. And so we'll take from like six to ten. Uh, and you know, people do this differently. But from six to ten on a Saturday night, we, we just have a group of us. We'll get together and we'll pray for, for those four hours and asking God to come and move. Because kingdom... Kingdom prayer precedes kingdom announcement that precedes kingdom activity. There's a need for that to happen, for prayer to move. But again, you know, we don't get there. I mean, we've, we've talked about it. We've, we've kind of implemented it. But the reason why, why we got there was because we actually began to experience kingdom expectations. We began to experience that there is something here that is not there. Or there's something, and more importantly, there's something there that is not here. That we wanted to see the things that happened that we were reading about in these books that we were hearing from across the world. We wanted to see those things happen in our midst. We wanted to see those things happen in our city, that we would see God move powerfully. And I began to have, and some of the others in our team began to have, at our church, began to have this increase in God actually beginning to do something. Kingdom expectations. 
And he's beginning to stir in that. And see, kingdom prayer is fueled by kingdom expectations. It's fueled by us expecting that God's going to show up. And so I'm just going to cry out to God even more and more. That I expect him to show up. I expect him to come and move. And because of that, I'm going to cry out to him. And because of that crying out, then I can declare that his kingdom is coming. And because I can declare his kingdom is coming, then his kingdom shows up in kingdom activity. Now, how do we, how do we increase? And this is because this is what I started off with, that it felt like the word for God, from God for you all is that is to raise your kingdom expectations. How do we do that? Well, one of the ways that we do that is just simply reading his word. Biblical revelation. You know, <clears throat> when Jesus came and he spoke those words, believe the good news. The kingdom of God is near. When he spoke that into that culture, he spoke it into a pregnant culture that had, that had, had seeped their life, that had, that had spent their life reading the promises of the Old Testament prophetic people, who the promises that there's a Messiah coming, the promises that God's rule and reign is going to come into this earth. And when he spoke kingdom of God is near, it spoke into that pregnant culture that was expecting him to show up. And in that, that understanding, they had, they had experienced, they had, they had you know, cut their teeth on biblical revelation of the promises of God, what he had given. And it's the same way with us. We need to spend time in what are the promises that God has given to us? What is the promises that are, are revealed in the Bible? Uh, biblical promises that may, you know, from the prophetic prophetic books of the Bible, but also the promises that, that we have from Jesus himself. You remember the promises, you know, some of those promises, you, you guys know more than, than I have written down here. The, the promises that Jesus uh, spoke, even himself, you know, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. He would say that. We just read that. You will do greater works than me. There's a promise. It's a little freaky to even think about, right? Doing greater works than me. Where two or three, this was mentioned earlier in the service, where two or three are gathered, I'm there in their midst. These are promises that Jesus has. And so we, we seep ourselves in the biblical revelation and in, in particularly focusing on the promises. Andrew, you got that? Do you have that song? Did you get, were you able to get that song? So um, Andrew's... Andrew's I, like, I'm testing everything about it. The fuzziness of who I am. I'm testing Andrew here a little bit. So this song Waymaker has been something that's been uh, a powerful thing in our, our church lately. Waymaker has been uh, something that is just, again, increasing. What we find is increasing the kingdom expectations in our church. And this is, the, this is what it is because we're declaring, you know, we're, these, these expectations we're, we're focusing in on. He's a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper this is the biblical revelation he's a promise keeper the things that we hear that read and hear in this word that he said to us these are real and these are things that we can take to the bank and these are things that we can begin to allow our 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 souls to experience kingdom expectations because of it so that's one way biblical revelation is one way to experience uh, to raise our kingdom expectations. Another way is, is just to have Holy Spirit experiences. 
to have Holy Spirit experiences. And you see this happen over and over again. You know, it, it becomes this thing, Holy Spirit experiences, when we begin to experience healing, when we begin to see people delivered, when we, be, we begin to see people come to Christ and people set free from, you know, the brokenness in their life, when we begin to see that it almost has a snowball effect. Matter of fact, that was one of the words which we'll share in a minute, is that, is that of a snowball effect that's happening, that Holy Spirit experiences raises our expectations of the Holy Spirit coming in the kingdom of God moving. And in that raising of those, as we experience it over and over and over again. And not just experiencing it, but reading about it. I mean, that's what happened with us. We began to read this book, Miraculous Movements, and some other books similar to that that talked about how God was moving in powerful ways. Uh, are the videos, like the videos that I showed of, of Brian and just different things that you, you would, you're, what you're wanting to do is just feed your soul, feed who you are into the expectation of God showing up. And so this is what we want to do today. We, wanna, we want to uh, just bring some prophetic ministry and speak over you and pray for you and, and just see what God would do. Because he wants to, this is, I, I really do believe, he wants to awaken that kingdom expectation in you again. And I felt like what, what he really wanted to say, kind of a, a um, how should I say, a dimmed into it or a, a slight change in it, is that he wants to raise your kingdom expectation that it can happen outside of this room. That it can happen outside of this room. That in your life, wherever you're going, grocery store, Walmart, you know, whatever, wherever you're at, uh, you know, uh, post office, what your work, wherever it is that God will bring those things as we have an expectation and we pray for him to move in power in our lives. And we declare that, you know, we talk to the people that we're, we're interacting with and just say, you know, one of the things that that um, we like to do every now and then. It's, uh, and again, you know, Andy was doing it, but just saying, hey, can I pray for you? I believe that God still heals today. Can I pray for you? It's a declaration and it's an invitation and just asking God to come in a risky place. And God wants to, to raise that expectation in, in you all so that it's not just in here, but it's out there in your everyday life, uh, you know, going about your life. And so let me uh, ask the team, guys, won't you guys come on up? And uh, we're going to just share a few prophetic words that kind of over all of you know, over the church. And then we may actually uh, do, we'll see what they, they have. Yeah, come on up, guys. Um, and we may do some individual prophetic ministry too. So you guys doing okay? We all right? All right. Good, good, good. Hey, do you, do you need to turn them both off or do I need to turn? Nope, you're good. All right. What's that? Whatever you like. Whatever I like. Oh, well. It's already on. It's already on. Okay. Well, there you go. All right. So um, this is a gang. Uh, my wife doesn't like to uh, come up in front of people uh, because she she is such a people person that she winds up like actually lying to you because you, she wants you. So she's like real nervous about that. Anyway, but uh, it's a big joke that we have. So um, anyway, uh, so uh, 
like I said, Jesse had um, a word that I felt like was really poignant on it, right on, wanted her to share, and then you guys will just share your words, and then we'll pray over the thing. So all of, all, all of you Can will I share. Can I go last? Okay, sure. Yeah. Wow. All right. Tina, you want to go first? All right. Okay. Well, actually, it was a word that I just got while I was here, so um, Robert kind of hit on it pretty well. Um, I saw a door. I saw Jesus standing, and there was a large door, and he's standing on the door, uh, standing near the door, opening it, and I saw little children running through, and I think there was eagerness there. There's eagerness and belief that um, as his arm outstretched and was holding that door open, that there was a covering, and I think for some who may not be completely confident that the Lord has it, he's with you, he will do what he says he will do if you just step through that door and just, you know, take that risk. He's got you covered. Uh, so that was just one thing just while he was speaking right now. Yep. So, yep. so I also got something about a door. Um, as I was in prayer, I seen a, a doorway and the doorway was in black and white. But as that doorway, that door was opened, I seen just bright, beautiful flowers just pushing through that doorway. Um, another thing that I got in prayer last evening, um, I seen a snowball, just a little snowball, and it started to roll down the hill, and as it rolled, it was getting bigger and bigger and just gaining momentum, and as I seen it rolling down the hill, I heard a force to be reckoned with, and I, the Lord brought it to my attention that snow is the color white, and it just represents light and purity and righteousness. Yeah. Um, and then while we were in uh, worship and, and uh, singing, I seen um, a bunch of people in the field, and they were planting. And I, I feel like the Lord just saying, he recognizes your faithfulness. Mm. And he just is encouraging you, keep being faithful, keep planting. And I felt like he's saying, I'm going to bring the rain that brings that growth. Just keep planting. Yeah, good. Um, sure. Yeah. All right, a little bit different. Um, are we, is that what I put? Are we willing to allow Jesus to break us? Okay. And so a couple things I got from that was I know that as I get older, it's kind of easy to get set in things, okay? It's kind of easy to default to the things that we think are, that we're strong in. Are we willing to give those up, okay? The other thing is, is that are we willing to pick up things that are uncomfortable, okay? So, so are we willing, essentially, to reevaluate how we go about our lives? Now, the thing that laid heavy on my heart, um, you know, outside of the fact that being a little older, you know, that some, you know, that I need to lay things down and pick other things up, but it was really, a part of this was about the kids. So if you're kind of like 25 and under, you know, I felt like, you know, the Lord wanted you guys to know that um, he's anointed you. 
he's gifted you, if he's putting things on your heart, go for it. Healing, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, the prophetic, the worship team, right? So um, if you guys want to stand up real quick. Everyone or the young? Okay. The young'uns, the yeah. young'uns. I'm sorry, the young'uns. <laughs> right, right. Yes, yes. Okay, all right. <laughs> Good to see you again. Thank you. Um, so, Father, we thank you for these. Yes, Lord. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for the gifts uh, that you've put in them. We ask, Lord, that um, even though there might be doubt, that you would remove that doubt and show them the calling that you have for their lives. And you would turn them into lions and lionesses to go about the things of your kingdom. Lord, thank you for the gifts that you imparted to them. And I ask that you would protect them and bless them and just heavily anoint them in Jesus' name. Amen. So um, also kind of in, in line with the others, uh, uh, Kim, my wife, had a dream. Uh, as we as you know we spent this week praying for you guys, she had a dream, and kind of the gist of the dream was uh, that that God has deposited a heritage in this place like it is an amazing heritage that he has deposit, deposited in this place, but the call from God was really to not glory in the old days that he is doing something new and to step into the new that he's doing, not to, not to focus in on or, you know, there's, there's a number of different ways that could, could focus in on the, the glory days, but to actually focus in on and step into uh, the season that God is bringing you right now for you to step into that new season. And so then I'll let Jesse kind of finish up and pray for us. Okay, so um, it's just so interesting because we, like, stuff I got was early in the week and everything kind of dovetailing together. Um, but the Lord spoke to me uh, two things earlier in the week. One was that He was going to be stirring the pot and then turning up the heat. And uh, whenever He speaks really specific things, I know I'm supposed to figure out. Uh, what we might think, oh, well, I know what that means. I, I look into the meaning of things. So with um, stirring the pot, you know, that's normally a bad connotation. Um, it's usually like to cause trouble for others or to agitate a situation to cause a reaction. Um, but I felt with you guys like... Um, I mean, he is wanting to do like a holy agitation kind of thing to cause a reaction. But when I looked up the phrase, like, stir up the pot, how did it originate? This is, this is what it said, was to picture a pot of soup. And a lot of ingredients have settled to the bottom, out of sight, until, until it's stirred. And to stir is the meaning was to move one's hand or an implement, which we're more familiar with, is to use an implement. But I like that the first thing was to move one's hand. I feel like that's what he wants to do right now, is he wants to come and move his hand and do some stirring in everybody. 
So if everybody would just kind of, if you would just uh, close your eyes and just kind of be in an attitude of prayer. And Lord, we're just going to pray for you to just come and fall on your people. Yes, Lord. More of you, Lord. So Lord, just come and stir the pot. Yes. I believe there are people here that have settled, Lord. They've settled for less. They've settled for this is just how things are going to be. And they've settled for it's okay that I'm at the bottom of the pot. So whatever it is, Lord, would you just come and stir over your people? Just release your spirit. Because he says, I am not okay with that. And it's not like in a judgmental kind of way. That he's, he's saying, I'm not okay with that. He, it's more in a loving, I want you to have life and have life abundantly. Amen. I'm not okay with you feel like you had to settle. Some of you feel out of sight. He wants you to know he's never lost sight of you. He's never taken his eyes off of you. He is the God who sees you. So Lord, come and stir. Come and fall on these people. Move your hand right now and stir them. Come and stir faint hearts. Lord, come and stir the ashes and come and blow on the embers in their hearts and stir and fan the flames again, Lord. Just begin to blow through their hearts. And then turning up the heat is to start to do something with more determination or intensity to get things going. So Father, come right now and turn up the heat. I pray that you come with the heat of your spirit right now, that you come with the heat of your love. And you use that, Lord, you use that heat to come and revive right now. Just come and revive the hearts of your people and get it going again, Lord, that you would just Get hope going again. More, Lord. And then the last thing I felt like he spoke was, um, it's okay to and don't be afraid to. And it was to embrace your roots. He said, the roots are so, so deep here. And he's so pleased with just the deep, deep roots. And like Robert was talking about the heritage that you have here. But it's okay to and don't be afraid to spring forward into something new. I felt like that's what was, you're going to be springing forward into something new. Okay, right on. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you've been receiving here uh, a lot right now. We just wanted to speak these words over you as
uh, as a declaration uh, over you right now. So, Lord, we thank you. We just bless this congregation. We bless Christian Outreach Center right now in the name of Jesus. We bless the words that you've spoken over them. We bless the invitations that the prophetic is always an invitation to respond to. We bless that invitation, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray that you would begin to stir in each one's heart this longing, this expectation. You would increase it and raise it up right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray for that blessing, that prophetic word over them, that God is doing something new, that he's springing forth, that out of the roots of what he has done here, that God is bringing forth life and life everlasting. We bless you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. It's been a pleasure uh, giving these words to you. um, did any of you, as you were kind of praying or looking and all that, get any for any individual? Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I have this, this sense, you guys know that I don't do this very often, but I just have this sense that the, the stirring and the turning up the heat, yes, we're asking God to, to do that, but we have a hand in it. Mm. We can, I believe he will allow us to stay on the bottom of that pot comfortable right where we're at and I believe that he will not turn up the heat unless we willingly say okay God go ahead and do it and so I'm encouraging us as the congregation to receive these words and say Lord we want what you want we want you to stir that pot. We don't want to be stuck on the bottom and comfortable where we're at. We want you to turn up the heat. We're inviting you, Holy Spirit, to work in and through us. And I can't make you do that. So I'm inviting each of you to pray that prayer individually. Say, God, I want what you want want you to work your work in my life, in our lives together as a congregation. We can refuse it. He won't force us. But we can willingly go along and watch God move in miraculous ways. Thanks. Did anybody? Okay. Yoo-hoo, Karen. Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, sure. With, with those prophetic words, though, I believe that God was giving us vision. Yeah. A prophetic word also gives vision. Right. And there's a scripture that talks about where there is no vision, the people perish. Mm-hmm. God was giving us vision. And I believe that as we allow him to stir the pot, God is going to give more vision. And he's going to want us to taste the ingredients of this pot that he is stirring. Yeah, right on. Good, good. Anybody else? Yeah, all right. What I kept thinking was, as you stir the pot, you make a delicious meal, and we all love it. Amen. And I won't sit on the bottom and get scorched. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Good. All right. 
Yeah. 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 So this goes along with it too. And I think about when I make soup or when I make anything, uh, it, it's allowing ourselves again to be heated, but it allows ourselves to be softened and be incorporated with those people around us or those ingredients around us. And together that, that, that full taste, that full bodied flavor, because he made each one of you in a particular way and you need this person and that person needs this person. And that's one thing. I, I don't know if that's the situation here, but that's what he keeps showing me. It's the incorporation of all of you that create that beautiful mixture so allow yourself to be, get uncomfortable and maybe reach out to people you haven't before or learn how your gifting matches another's or how it works together so um, it is one beautiful thing so yeah so we're moving on to people yeah now. okay okay so Fuzzy. Karen Fuzzy. <laughs> so I have you on here as Trina's mom <laughs> <laughs> Because I just learned your name claim, today. Claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yesterday the Lord um, was, uh, he just said like, when I look at you, I see the first Peter 3 woman. That you are a hidden person of the heart. A, a woman with the imperishable, gentle, quiet spirit that is precious in the sight of the Lord. That's what he was showing me. And that you kind of water people with love wherever you go. However, the Lord is going to be giving you the heart of a lioness. The lioness is one who leads the hunt. She cares for the young. I see him releasing like new boldness and ferociousness in you. You're going to have a say in things. I especially like speaking out against things that are, are not right or injustices. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to be playing out, but I feel like there's going to be a new thing happening where the Lord is going to give you the heart of a lioness. Does that resonate with you? Okay, good. 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 Anybody else have anything for her? Okay. Let's go ahead and pray for her. This is the way we do it at, at our church. We give a prophetic word, see if anybody else on the team has it, and then we pray for that person that God would seal that prophetic word. It's just, it's our liturgy, so we're going to pray for you, okay? <laughs> All right, so Lord, um, we just pray for Karen right now. Lord, and I just thank you that you are releasing just the heart of the lioness in her, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just pray for just a download of boldness, Lord, to speak out and rescue. Thank you. Thank you. To, to stand in the gap, Lord, for when things are not right. Bless you, Lord. I just pray that just you just give her the complete, she just gets the complete download yeah. of everything. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I don't know your name, uh, ma'am in red in the second row. Yep. You were the one that was praying for a missionary, is that correct? Okay. So um, as you were praying, um, I saw a beautiful green shoot come up um, out out of the earth, and um, it began to bud. And when it budded out, it became a garbanzo bean. Um, so... I'm not sure if that really resonates, but um, I, I, you were wondering where um, this person might go next. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out. I d it's, it's incomplete, and I apologize for that, but I'm 
supposed to give that to you a garbanzo bean mm -hmm. so okay. there you go <laughs> not fully sure what that is but so um who yeah. was who what's the name of the missionary you were praying for Leah Roth. So, oh, Leah. Leah. Okay, Leah Roth. Why don't you go ahead? She's in Hawaii. Okay. Okay. Oh, why we're training. Okay. So, young gal. Okay. So, so Lord, we just we just thank you for Leah. Lord, we thank you for the heart that you've put in her, Lord, that is so willing to do your will. Lord, we just pray over her today uh, with this new shoot, this new bud, this new expectation, Lord, this new promise that you have for her. Father, I pray that you would um, you would fully um, reveal to her what that garbanzo bean means. Um, I like garbanzo beans. She likes garbanzo beans. So we're just praying that Leah does too, Father, and that you would show her exactly where that where that garbanzo bean will send her um in jesus name amen, amen. yeah amen. Uh, anybody else yeah, anything, anything else okay well i do have one more okay thing. yeah okay um so i i don't know who this is for and it might be for a specific person um i kind of felt like it was a younger person um and it may be multiple people i don't know um, but I feel like there's somebody who has, you've even had this thought, I'm, it, you see yourself as just like a small mouse. Like you're just small and insignificant like a mouse. Is that anybody? Might not be for somebody here. Okay. No? Just, just do it? Go ahead, sure. Okay, all right. If you're small like a mouse, if you feel like you're like a mouse, you may not want to say anything about it. Okay, all right. Yeah. But so the thing that I got was this cartoon from, um, I don't even know when it's from. It's before my time from the 60s. It's Mighty Mouse. Mm -hmm. And it was like, this is who I see this person as. They are just like Mighty Mouse. So... Uh, the Lord had me like go to YouTube and listen to the theme <laughs> song to this cartoon. And it's like, here I come to save the day. Um, the, Mr. Trouble never hangs around when he hears this mighty sound. Here I come to save the day. Um, yes, sir, when there's a wrong to right, Mighty Mouse will join the fight. So I just feel like um, there's, there's some injustice thing happening here with you, with you guys, if this is for somebody that's here, because uh, the Lord is equipping you to come and save the day. So. Right on. Cool. So if, if uh, this is one of the ways we do it, like on these types of things, if, if you're like, uh, I feel you're feeling mousy, and you you don't want to be in front of people and stuff. Uh, we'll be hanging out uh, a little bit afterwards. Just talk to Jesse. Uh, so, like five of you, get out, you know, and talk to Jesse, so you, you don't know who it is, you know. So the mouse is okay. <laughs> so, but just talk to her and ask her more about it, and she'll pray for you and, and that type of stuff. So, did you have more? more? Uh. I, I did, but it's going to distract me. So. Okay. So, Lois, is it? The green shirt, did Lois? Yeah. Okay, so um, I just want to encourage you, Lois, um, when you have um, pain in your life, when you have um, pain for other people that you're going through, that you're experiencing, uh, Lois, just trust God's word. Um, when you were talking about your grandson, 
I saw a stomach open up and a cuckoo clock. It, it just turned into a cuckoo clock, okay? It's kind of weird. But um, cuckoo clocks, um, they always re they're always constantly reminding you of time, 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 time. And for many people, that, that, that's a fearful thing, that time is passing. And so I want to encourage you today. When that cuckoo clock came out, um, something came over and just whacked that bird down. Okay, and, um, and I feel like that is God saying, I don't care what people say. I don't care what this pain says. I don't care what the doctors say, that I, I am in control. I, I am a God without time. I am God who is ruler over all things. And I just pray, Lois, that you would bring that to your grandson, that he is a God, a sovereign God over all things, and for you as well. And I praise him for it. So I thank you. What's your grandson's name? Michael. Michael. Pray for Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Father, we, just, we thank you for Michael, Lord. And, uh, and we know that you're with him in every step of this battle, as you were in the previous one. Father, you never leave us. You never forsake us. And Father, you give us strength in the midst of all of it. So, Father, we as, as people who uh, uh, surround Michael because he is yours, Father, we just pray uh, that we would be contenders for him in our words that will represent your love for him as we speak to Michael, as we pray for Michael, as we encourage him, as we declare your victory over sin, death, over healing, over Michael. We will proclaim your words in truth, in spirit, and in boldness over Michael today. And we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for him, and we raise him up to you, Lord. And we ask for healing over him and for Lois's back, Lord. And we just thank you, and we just raise your name up today, Lord. And we, we just, thank we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' thank name. You, Amen. 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 All right. So, um, last thing, I felt like uh, that there, some of the, like, uh, older 20s, uh, and in the 30s, 30-year-olds, 30 that some of you God is calling into leadership. And you either have, have been resisting it or you've, you have actually said, I don't feel like there's a place uh, for me. And so if that's you, I'm just going to pray and just going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and just rest on you and confirm that. And this will be kind of where we'll, we'll end our time now, okay? So, Lord, we pray for you to come. Lord, we, these words of stirring and heritage and all that, we know, Lord, that in order for that to happen, you raise up more leaders in your midst. And so, God, I pray for you to come right now. And these young leaders uh, that are in the midst that you are actually pulling on, you, you are, are uh, uh, speaking to them even now, and saying to them, I am raising you up as Timothys to these Pauls and Silases that are here. Lord, would you come and just pour out your spirit upon them right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for a confirmation and an affirmation that they would sense that, that they would feel it. I, I specifically pray, Lord, that you would put it upon the hearts of the elders in this place to call these young men and women out to call them out as leaders, to invite them into leadership, into a place of leading your kingdom to stirring the pot and turning up the heat here, Lord. Come, God, we pray. Bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys.
Amen. Wow. God's doing some good stuff here, guys. Um, I just have this sense that we're like right where he wants us to be and we're going to see some amazing things happen.